Welcome to the Elite Professionals in Coaching Podcast, hosted by Chris Aird, business owner and CEO of With Purpose. Bringing you leadership, growth ideas, mindset transformation, and strategic information for the entrepreneurs, business owners, and community leaders. You will be encouraged, educated, and empowered to develop your people, implement your processes, and increase your income. Now get ready to listen to the newest episode of the Epic Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Epic Elite Professionals in Coaching. I'm the host, Chris Aird, and we also have on the call uh, Taylor Chesney. I'm a consultant. <laughs> It'll take him a while to answer himself. Hey, so listen, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. we do business consulting as well as leadership development. And um, every every time we do this podcast, we want to bring in something that's valuable to the listeners. And we know so far that it's been valuable because we've actually had people uh, talk with us about it, uh, write to us about it, um, pull us aside and talk to us about it, whatever the case may be. Today's going to be a little bit different, although we're going to talk about something that is in business as well as dealing with people. And that's really the four-day work week versus a five-day work week versus six or seven days. So um, Taylor let me know that he has done some digging uh, on the history of where we're at today. So Taylor, why don't you kick us off with your history? Yeah, yeah. And, and, And I do want to preface this with part of this was Chris and I realizing that we agree on a lot of things. Now, how we carry those things out looks different. And so we wanted to make sure um, that while we are, uh, we do have shared beliefs, we carry those out differently. And so we want to let listeners know that we are not in alignment on every single thing. Uh, and so we wanted you guys to be able to hear us kind of disagree on, on certain issues. Um, and so that's going to be our next kind of focus of the next We're not going to disagree. We're just going to make our points known. So history of the work week. So back to the industrial revolution, <laughs> uh, employees work typically about six days a week uh, for 70 or more hours. Uh, We didn't really see signs of a two-day work week uh, until the 1800s with St. Monday. Um, And so in the UK, they gave employees Sunday off. Um, But what they found was by giving them Sunday off, more employees weren't showing up to work on Monday because um, for different reasons, whether that was religious, whether that was uh, they weren't in the best uh, physical state after how they took their Monday off, uh, however you want to fill in the gaps there. Uh, And so they started giving a Monday off. Well, then around the time of the Great Depression in the U.S., um, we started seeing a shift to 40-hour work weeks. Um, And so that was done in order to help employ more people. Uh, And so that was to help address the employment crisis. Um, But we also saw it was with that 40-hour work week, they were adjusting the scheduling a little bit. And so now it was Saturday and Sunday off. Uh, And the root of that was to make sure they took into consideration the Sabbath uh, for Jewish employees. Um, And so after that was done, Henry Ford uh, was one of the first to to back this up. Um, And so he saw that when he did that, his employees were more productive. Um, And so shortly after that, in 1933, FDR pushed for a 30-hour work week, um, but actually saw a lot of pushback from uh, from business owners. Uh, And so then... I think I believe it was in 1934. I may have that that year wrong, but around that time frame, uh, was officially changed to a 40-hour work week, um, and so that has been federally instituted. Um, so now, in in present day, um, we've seen a lot of different stories, especially in kind of in Scandinavian countries. I guess is mm-hmm. kind of where you put it geographically, but. Uh, in Iceland specifically, between yep. 2015 to 2019, they did a specific study, and so. 
it's it's been glossed over pretty easily as oh they did a four day work week. Well, that, that's not necessarily the case. What they what they did actually was they cut back their employee hours from forty hours to thirty six or thirty five, uh, and so it started out with just one percent of the population um, of Iceland, and it was just I wish I could pronounce the name, but it was a specific city council, um, and so the city um, ran with ran with this, uh, and then after they saw the productivity, they then instituted it, and so now eighty six percent of Iceland. Uh, goes under this model of 36 to 35 hours. Uh, and so ultimately what they saw from the initial study uh, was that output did not dip um, and that some departments even saw up to a 6.5% uh, output improvement. Um, specifically, something that stuck out to me reading up on it um, was that the registry office for the, um, for the city saw processing rates go from six days to two days. So there's a stark contrast there in the time that was spent um, and employees reported less stress. They, uh, they reported more work-life balance. Uh, thing I thought was interesting was that men admitted to doing more household chores uh, now that they were working less. Um, and so that's going on in Iceland. And then currently, uh, actually this month, I believe, uh, 70 companies in the UK are testing a four-day work period and they're doing that for six months. Uh, and so they will be tested and, or they will be studied. Uh, and specifically, they're going to be focusing uh, on impact to productivity uh, and employee well-being. So that, that, that's where we are today. So sorry for that little quick little history. Lesson. Nope, you don't need to apologize. I think it's great that people understand where, and specifically in this country and where the world has been. Um, it, it is interesting to note that um, this was tried to be federalized decades ago to move away from a 40, and there was a lot of resistance to it. Is that available now? Sure. Will there be resistance? Always. Everyone's going to have a pros and cons list or a pro-con list. Um, here's, here's what I also know. Um, I think of the facts that COVID has, mm -hmm. has brought this up probably in a little bit more of a sincere way, right? Um, people needed to work from home. And at the same time, all of a sudden we trusted almost overnight um, everybody that was working from home and not clocking in at a brick and mortar store, if you will, um, that they were going to get the work done. And by most studies that were produced so far over the past year and a half, two years, was that people were productive. Now, mm -hmm. the challenge was, was that they weren't, and this is different than working a 40 hour work week. So I wanna make sure that we, we pay attention to this. Sure. Working from home is different than a 40 hour work week. Yeah. Um, working from home caused people to figure out you know what, I don't necessarily like working from home or I don't have the space that is concentrated to work. It's not quiet. Uh, what do I do with my kids who are now working at, at, or not working from home, but going to school from home? That's different from I'm off an extra day of the week. Now, here's what I'm gonna say. And I, I agree with you as, you as you started this off that you and I believe in a lot of the same things. However, I think for this particular podcast and some of the other things that we're going to do in the upcoming weeks is kind of given that pro con list right mm -hmm. on and speaking passionately about it, because I think that there is going to be people out there that are going to be like, yeah, that's absolutely us and it's going to work. And there's going to be people out there and businesses that say that isn't for us and that won't work might work for one person, but not for the, the mass, right? The majority. Yeah. Um, Taylor, drawing from my own personal experience, I have been in, in the working environment, let's call it 18 on up, uh, for more than half of my adult life, 
I have worked anywhere from six to seven days a week without a time of break for up to four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so does, does it take a toll on the body? Yes. I don't think you see that right away. Um, it's also based upon what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, and if your attitude is great, then you'll be willing to do whatever you want, right. Um, to make sure that, that the job is getting done and, or, or the case, whatever role of service that you're in. So I also know that a lot of people in the, in the, the industry that I'm about to mention work 40, 80 hours within 10 days. And I'm thinking of the health industry, mm-hmm. um, law enforcement, firefighting, right? There's a lot of other different types of industries. Those are three that I can name out uh, that most people would be familiar with where they get uh, three on four off or four on three off. And over the two weeks, they're, you know, they're working 10 days, right? Now they're on call. And that's something different than working 40 hours a week. It's the same thing you're on. You might be sleeping, but you have to respond to something right away. Should, should the phone ring, right? So <clears throat> let's, let's kind of dive into this now. Um, where for the typical business out there, let's just say the average business, yep. do we really, do we really believe, and this is where I'll start it. Do we really believe that people are, are more, open to working for 10 hour days? Are they working to, are they willing to shave an hour off every day? Uh, so talk me through this. Where, where do you think people are at? Yeah. So I, I do know that there has been a push to do four 10 hour days. I feel like I hear that uh, more in America than I do in other countries. Um, and um, my understanding on that is, or my beliefs on that is, is that is a business trying to, uh, solve trying to address an issue that employees are bringing to them, but they're not solving the problem. Hmm. Um, and so that is a way uh, for businesses to say, okay, you can work less. Um, but in reality, it doesn't, if anything, it probably actually um, worsens the work-life balance. Um, I know uh, I have family members who are working in businesses that, that operate under this, this system and they would, and they are in support of it um, mentally, but from my end, I'm seeing it as the whole purpose of shortening to a four-day work week is in order is to be able to have more of a work-life balance. And so currently, we're gonna sorry, we're gonna say something. I was just gonna say, so describe work-life balance because if you're doing 40 hours in four days, mm-hmm. all you're really achieving is a uh, is a longer weekend. Is that what we're? Is that what's most important to a work-life balance, or is it coming home every night and seeing your kids and helping out with homework and that type of thing? Exactly. And I, and I think that's where you and I agree now, we may disagree with how, how that implements. And so for me, I'm thinking of, let's not do a four, let's not do four tens. Let's do four eights. Uh, all right. That, let's, let's just, let's keep the normal work week, but let's cut off Friday. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a math wizard. Okay. Right? So you're suggesting 32 hours a week of work. I guess four eights is right. Yes, I am. Um, because ultimately only for a short period of your life, is it just you, you, you and your spouse. Um, for the average person, there are people who don't have children, and that's different. But for the average person, don't don't have children. Uh, and so, for the most part, you can then go on and and spend time with your spouse or spend time with yourself. But for most people, most of your adult life is spent with children, um, and so you never really get off the clock. Um, and so you are having to take care of the care of the child or doing all those other things. And so the purpose of the weekend is supposed is for it to be restful. Um, and so by doing four tens. You're not getting that time with your family. Get that time to yourself. 
uh, on Friday, and then you don't get that time on the weekend. Um, but if you do a four eight, um, you get that time to yourself on Friday. You're still able to partic participate in your family's life Monday to Thursday, and then you can still care for your family on Saturday and Sunday. Okay, so can I play devil's advocate for a moment? Yeah, please do, please do. Okay, so you mentioned the history and the Jewish culture and why they gave Sundays off, right? To observe the Sabbath. Saturdays, yes. yes, yes. Uh, if you if you believe in any ancient text or scripture, you will you will read that God worked for six days and took one day off. Sure. Right. So now you have a different element that's coming into play here where um, most businesses are open six days a week, probably seven um, different industries. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And and I think that if we were to go to four eights, are we paying for 32 hours? Um, what about other people that let's say that uh, let's say that with purposes is, is working from Monday through Thursday and another consulting leadership development firm works Tuesday through Saturday or Tuesday through Friday. Does that mean that we may have lost business on Friday? Sure. So what I, what I can say, so my personal belief, I, I would not in um, introduce this for service-based um, type of work, but what I can say is, is in Iceland, they did this actually with their police officers and what they actually found was that they were actually able to close more cases. Um, so because they were more able to be present at work and focus on work, uh, what this ultimately does is if you focus on a 32-hour week and still expect the same type of output as a 40-hour week, what ends up happening there is there's less time to spend time on your phone. There's less time to uh, spend going going cubicle to cubicle, kind of doing small talk. You're there to work. Um, and so you're, you don't have that space to be able to kind of lag off. Uh, and so by focusing on work, you're able to be more efficient. And then you're also happier because you're able to focus on your personal life as well. Um, so I guess to answer your question, uh, it would probably vary industry to industry. But what I can say is, uh, is that yes, I, I'm under the mindset that somewhere in 32, you'd still pay them for 40. Um, and the idea that you brought up uh, religious history. Um, and I think that you can still, when I have my off day, I'm still working around my house. There are still things that need to be done. So okay. I think the idea Good that point. work is just, just within uh, the office um, doesn't quite actually fit. Uh, I think how, how I think some religions would look at it as well. So, so let's have this conversation then, because I've heard this made this statement made. If it went to a four day, let's say that it's truly four four, eight, maybe four, eight and a half hour days, right? Uh, you're still away from the, from your home with travel time. Um, and most people I would say uh, are working eight and a half hours a day because you have a half hour lunch in there, right? Maybe an hour. So you're literally gone for nine hours in most instances. So this, the statement that I've heard made is <clears throat> if we did the four, eight hours, then we have to have a rotation of someone to work maybe Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Um, because it's product-based. You said it wouldn't apply to service-based. You still have work that needs to be done over the weekend. And I would argue that it is service-based um, as well as product-based, more B2C and or B2B. You've got to be open if other businesses are open as well. So I think there's got to be a, a little bit of um, uh, kind of a rotation that takes place. Um, the other thing I was going to mention too was that if you've if you've got that and you're really truly doing eight hours a day, how do we monitor?
people literally um, getting the work done when we know that people are checking Facebook during the day, they're on their phones, making personal calls, that type of thing. Sure. Yeah. So I think you going back a little bit, you talked about the pandemic um, and how working from home uh, is different than kind of forget your exact verbiage, but you, you said that it was similar, but kind of different to what we're talking about now of working 40 hours because can you, can you restate what you said earlier? Do you, you know what I'm referring to? I had mentioned that working from home is different uh, mm-hmm. because of the pandemic than working 40 hours. Okay. Okay. Yes. So I guess ultimately I think that working from home helped the workplace to be in an age where we are now, where I think people were, were able to look directly in the face of is, is what I'm doing actually worth the output is the sacrifice I've made for my making for my family actually worth the advancement in my career. My success shouldn't come at the, at the loss of my family. And so I think we're seeing more people uh, in all different types of industries at all different types of level, being able to make that assessment and say, you know what, the stress of this job that, or the time this takes with my family is not worth it. Um, and so mm-hmm. I think that those are two separate issues, but I think they bleed together uh, with the 40 hour work week. Um, and so ultimately I think the idea, I guess the reason why I brought up earlier the history is uh, Tony Bennett was born the year we introduced the 40 hour work week. Um, So this idea that we're married to this 40 hour work week, uh, you know, while while Tony Bennett may be old for a person in in the course of history, it's a very short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the idea that we'll be missing on opportunity, I think focuses more on the uh, on the input and not the output, because the output still requires the same level of performance. Uh, and so, how do you, so to answer your question, how do you track uh, whether someone's on their phone or not? You, you can't um, unless you want to get uh, invade in their personal privacy. But what you can do is you can make sure, hey, these were our sales numbers this year. This was our output this year. We're expecting that to be the same this month, or or however you want to do that. But you can look at actual numbers uh, and, and hold them to that. Um, and I, I can think of businesses like Chick-fil-A. They've been in the news for all different reasons, I feel like each year, but they are still seen as a company. Uh, they are known for not working on Sundays uh, and they still do great business. Um, so I don't think that you necessarily lose out um, on business if you are more productive during those times. Um, so for service bases, it may be a little different. Like if you were plumbing or something like that, being open uh, on a Friday or over the weekend, that's a little different. I guess I'm sp- speaking specifically to the traditional nine to five. Yeah. And, and what, what's tradition nowadays, right? Um, there, yeah. I heard you use a word yesterday, or maybe it was somebody else um, used the word primitive. And maybe, maybe that's a word that describes the actual typical work week right now. When you brought up Chick-fil-A, great point. Um, Chick-fil-A has actually made more money because of their value that they stand on. And that's what we've been talking about on this podcast. In fact, they lose money every Sunday during um, NFL season because they're not um, open on Sundays, right? Uh, airports, I have, I try not to fly on a Sunday, um, but the few Sundays that I've had to fly, Chick-fil-A has been closed. They stand for a value. And, and I think that if it's important to a business to do for whatever reason, they're going to say, you know what, we're going to go to four eights, four nines. Um, or I've seen reports too, to your point on the history where people have reduced a half a day on Fridays. 
mm-hmm. which people tend to balk at that one. Why would I drive in for an hour for a three hour workday, right? And then drive home again. Um, I think that there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of wiggle room. Um, the business owners that are listening now, you've got the freedom to do what you would like to do. And if it makes sense at this moment to stick with five days, eight hours a day, great. If for some reason, um, someone takes Monday off and they need to work on Saturday because they needed that extra day, then that's fine too. And that brings me to my point is a lot of the times I think that a pro would be in reducing the work week is, mm-hmm. and this will be, this will be controversial when I say it is you don't allow, and I've heard people do this. You don't allow people to go schedule doctor's appointments. They're not allowed mm-hmm. to go, uh, home to take care of a child if they're on a four day work week, uh, because that's what either Monday or Friday is for, right? So to your point earlier, the work-life balance, I've actually heard people implement that. It's an adjustment because we're we're dealing with the status quo right now of five, eight hour days. Um, and if that's a value that you're looking for um, and businesses are willing to offer it, we need to know that we have to give up something in those emergency modes and or those planned ones and making sure that we schedule um, out of office appointments on the day that you're off. Yeah, no, yeah, that admittedly wasn't something I'd thought of. You know, I think, um, yeah, I think that should, my, my immediate thought is, is that should be something that's used during your lunch break. So you can go to a doctor's office, but that's, that's your lunch break. Because ultimately if we have um, white collar workers uh, only using Monday or Friday off, well, those doctor's offices are going to be pretty full Monday or Friday and pretty empty right. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I, I do think it kind of creates some backlogging issues there. Um, but I do, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I don't see any mass changes coming across the states to require these type of changes. But what I do think is important is, is that em- employers are looking at how they can best incentivize and value their employees. Um, I do think the way I see it now, uh, and this may be controversial, but the way I see it now is I don't know if the standard nine to five job actually uh, incentivizes employees to work hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know when I um, when I lived out in um, Silicon Valley, I remember having a conversation with a couple of friends who worked at tech companies, and they talked about how all they needed to do was give 80%. Uh, because for them, there was never going to be any they were never going to be promoted up two or three positions. You're only getting promotion usually within a certain time frame, and within that time frame, every two years, let's say you get promoted, you get a pay raise, you can be a manager, but you're never going to go from a normal employee to a regional manager. You know, you may go to assistant manager, then a manager um, of a division, then a man- you know, however you however you want to run that out. Um, and so, I don't think right now that employees are actually motivated to give hundred percent of their all. Uh, and I do think that actually kind of changes with more of a focus on tech. I think the employees we've talked about this before employees in your HR department, just think differently than employees in your finance finance department. Uh, and that same thing applies for tech. And I think that tech, uh, we're seeing more employees who are focused on, um, just getting their job done. Uh, you, you don't really see the stereotype isn't that you give a tech employee busy work. Uh, now, admittedly, I've never worked in tech, and so I may be wrong, but that's just kind of following a stereotype there. Um, and so the idea we're going to see more employees working in this type of industry or in, in these types of industries, and then we're going to give them a nine to five job, that that just those are just parameters that they don't necessarily meet. 
Uh, and so I think if we're able to shorten the week to 32, then we're focused on getting their best because they know that they have less time. Uh, and so I think you're actually going to see employees push themselves harder um, than uh, see a dip in production. Uh, but with that said, I want to preface this with the purpose of this is for employee employers to reevaluate how they care for their employees. Sure. And, and in that, um, here's the thing. Change happens normally from an outside perspective, an outside influence, if you will. Yeah. Um, and when you think about, you know, there's a lot of people that maintain the status quo, right? Mm-hmm. And um, when, when nothing changes, nothing changes. And as you were discussing things, you made a lot of great points in there that gave me the idea that, you know, people were technically forced, forced to... Um, go to four work four day work weeks with the fifth day unpaid back in 2000 through 2000, 2007 through 2009 when the housing bubble crashed right and and it wasn't for everybody it was in some industries mm-hmm. and in that and they were asked um, they were employees were asked to only work four eight hour days in order to keep their job. They weren't paid for that fifth day. I'm thinking of title industries and and escrow offices and a lot of that housing stuff. So, you know, it it seems like every five, 10, maybe 15 years at the most, something comes along from an outside perspective that really starts getting people thinking differently. Pandemic, again, uh, we're bringing this full circle uh, with something just recently. Now, I was just reading a report that as of this year, 3 million more people were not going into their brick and mortar office. Mm-hmm. Again, this is different than working 40 hour jobs. However, um, when you think of work-life balance and you recognize that maybe there's a little bit more freedom in working from home that where people could do for eight hour days and you just do a round robin, if you will, uh, where someone's taking Monday off and they're working Tuesday through Friday. There was a company I worked at um, where I live years ago where um, someone was on call 24-7. They had a company phone sitting next to their bedside in the case of an emergency based upon the industry we were in. Um, they got compensated. They were paid for it, but they were also given time off after they were responsible for that week. And it, they tried it different ways. They tried where someone was on call 24-7, um, and they had to log in all of the different phone calls, which then matched up with company records. Um, and they were given not the time equivalent to that, but the time that was equivalent, not, I'm sorry, not the time equivalent to answering the phone calls, but the time equivalent to being on 24 seven. And they did some sort of calculation that everybody enjoyed. Um, and it wasn't for everybody. It was for some senior management leadership positions, um, but they got the time off the following week, which was nice because instead of going out of town with family, they could do it when most people were working Monday through Tuesday or Wednesday. And then they were up north or at the beach when most people were working, right? So there was a trade-off there. And I, I think that's where it just really boils down to if for our listeners, if you've been paying attention to us at any given point in time for the podcast, it, this is all about values. This is all about culture. This is all about meeting your employees as well as yourself where you're at and identifying the changes that can take place, seeing what's good for the common good, uh, the majority of people, and the majority is technically 51%. Um, but you need that buy-in as well to figure out where people are at and then meet them there. And it may be that it's not an overnight 
solution or a decision, but over time, maybe you get a what we would call a steering committee, meaning uh, you pick up three, four, five people, depending on how big your company is, from different industry or from different departments to say, this is this is the topic that we're talking about. Um, hey, we're just listening to the Epic podcast. Uh, they were bringing these these all these different types of solutions up, and and this is what we're going to be doing. So. All that to say is I think there's opportunities and I think opportunities are knocking. It's whether people want to answer the door or not. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I wish I had more to add, but I mean, I think, I mean, that really sums it up. Well, um, I think, yeah, there are, this is going to create more opportunities, more opportunities for employees to work hard, more opportunities for employees to realize, Hey, maybe I need to switch to a different department, uh, different industry, whatever that may look like. Uh, and I think that uh, what's important is that you give them the opportunity uh, and let them do with that as as they will. Um, but you're also doing all this with in mind of looking out for what's best for your employee, um, because that ultimately makes makes your work environment more enjoyable. That makes your company more um, more better. <laughs> uh, makes makes them better at what they do. And, and let's be clear, real quick, as we wrap this up, Taylor. Uh, employees don't dictate, um, regardless of the size of the 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 business, employees don't dictate what they're going to do. They have boundaries, they have parameters that they're to operate in. However, they also have a voice and that voice needs to be heard. That voice needs to be counted. And if the majority of the voice is saying, this is what we would like, then you need to start diving into providing solutions. Um, And again, there's an outside influence that's taking place. Things that like right now, um, how would the four day work week help people financially with gas prices the way they are? How how would the four-day work week help people financially with inflation the way it is right now, right? So these are a lot of different things that we can maintain status quo um, or we can be a trailblazer and mm-hmm. uh, we can meet sure, make sure that we're meeting those voices that need to be heard and the, and the, lives, the lives and the communities that are associated with those voices. Yeah. So good. Good conversation. I don't think we argued it once, but uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to change that for the next time. Listen, for our listeners, um, if you guys got comments, I mean, we would love to hear about more from what your company is doing. Uh, feel free to, to put something in the comment section below. You have our email addresses. You can call us at With Purpose, but it's been certainly a pleasure to host. Thank you, Taylor, so much for your input, your research. Um, anything else to add in closing? No, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, after you have the podcast talking to you about us switching to uh, got it uh, <laughs> 32 hours a week. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do 32 hours, maybe. Uh, how about four 11s? Does that work? Does that sound good? <laughs> perfect, perfect. <laughs> Taylor, I appreciate you, sir. Uh, appreciate our listeners as well. Um, I hope you guys have a great day. And uh, the world is offering us a lot right now. And uh, regardless of whatever side of the the fence that you're on. Uh, Be safe out there and live with purpose. Thank you for listening to the Elite Professionals in Coaching podcast. If you want to stay in the forefront with business strategies and ideas, leadership conversations, tips and empowerment, be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast and then share with your friends and fellow business owners. For more information about With Purpose and their services, visit www.withpurposellc.com.